Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. Um, I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I forgot how I do the intro. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Donnelly. Ryan, do you... My re- name is Ryan Donnelly, and I'm here with my co-host, <laughs> Patty the Batty uh, Mayhorn. I was going to say, do you uh, remember how to do the intro? Because it seems like I have. it has escaped my brain. Uh, yeah, you say something about where the college football contest comes all college football, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, we mentioned that we're, uh, we mentioned that we're brought to you by the Athletic, and that we're sponsored right. by MeUndies. Um, and Listen, also, Patrick. Frankly, I don't give a fuck about the soccer records. <laughs> Dude, we got to get him on the show. For for people who don't know, um, Bruce Feldman has lost his mind and is 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 getting he's getting nutty with it on uh, on his show. Shout out to shout out to my guy who who is just seemingly completely tired of of all of the. Uh, <laughs> This shit that's going on with college football. Well, if you did a podcast with <laughs> Stu Mandel for six years, you'd get tired of it too. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to say that I heard his voice for the first time today, but I, I'm not going to not say that. And boy, I can't believe that man is famous. That's all I'm going to say on the on the uh, on the, on the, the man. That man gets paid to talk, and that is. Uh, never say that America is a meritocracy. That's all I'm going to. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Um, Ryan, how's it going? It's good, man. It's good. I'm uh, living life. Um, I'm just fucking over here smiling. We're wheeling. We're healing. Yeah. Uh, we're ready to talk about the MAC championship. And it's basically, uh, it's all coming down to Wednesday night, buddy. We're recording at like 530 on Wednesday night, as we usually do. Mm-hmm. And there are two huge games tonight with MAC championship implications. Uh, we got Ball State, Northern Illinois, 7 o'clock ESPN2, and Kent State at Central Michigan. Yep. Uh, on can you at eight o'clock uh all four of those teams are like uh, central michigan's not i guess uh, yeah all four of those teams are pretty much in the mix for the yeah. MAC championship yeah it's those four plus miami of ohio are like the five teams that have a chance yes yeah if if central michigan manages to pull off an upset over kent state depending on the result in that niu game it could find itself very very quickly like right in the thick of it uh for the race because it has not yet played ball state uh that's the the penultimate game of the season for them so like this is and, and, and I, usually usually uh uh jim McElwain finds himself right in the thick of it uh for the pace this guy's always eating ivermectin he is yeah um he yeah he he he, he, <laughs> he's, he has a close working relationship with the local veterinarian's office and so uh any any sort of medicine that comes through they do ship right <laughs> off to him because they know he has a lot of creatures to take care of um <laughs> But have you so have you watched a ton of of uh, of Central Michigan this season? Because I do, and I, I tweeted something to this effect a little while ago. I do, unfortunately, have to report that Jim McElwain is in his bag. The the man is is dialing it up. He is. Uh, it seems like he's really actually very good at calling plays. Um, Central Michigan does way too much wildcat, but the rest of the stuff that they do is very cool and and works pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really haven't watched any of their games, to be honest with you. Unbelievable. You got Lou, uh, <laughs> we got Lou Nichols out here. We got Daniel Richardson, Khalil Pimpleton. There's there's so much to like, and this man is this man is. I think I watched it. them play NIU a couple weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago. Yeah, uh, that was but a that's great about game. all I've watched this season. Yeah, that was a really good game. Yeah, uh, that's the last one that I saw, and I do know uh, Chip McAway beat Jason Candle, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Candle, aka Toledo's Jeff Halfley. <laughs> Uh, is uh, <laughs> has been put on notice by the entire conference this season. Yeah, Jason Kando, who somehow still is uh, only four and five. I don't know how he's managed this. I, I guess being in the MAC is is valuable. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Kando is absolutely. He has been put on notice by the entire league. He's got uh, Bowling Green on the tenth, which is also today. Um, that one I would not really recommend watching that one doesn't matter but it would be very funny for jason candle to lose to scott leffler i wouldn't be surprised honestly if the coach that loses that game gets fired maybe not immediately after because that's not they should just fire both of them yeah you could just i i mean like (laughs) earnestly they should just fire both of those coaches immediately like scott leffler's obviously awful and and jason candle's not a whole lot better which is not a not a nice thing to say about a person um 
Yeah. But yeah, I think the other two are, are excellent. Obviously, we're saying this here on a show that will go out after they, they air. But I think that, you know, if you aren't watching these teams right now, maybe go on your on your little phone, especially if you're driving and check the scores, see what happened, see who's who's, uh, you know, taking the well, lead. In especially the if you're driving. Go yeah, check exactly. The road. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It, it, check your phone while you're driving. Only if you're driving, though, if you're not driving, go get in the car. Start going around the block, check your phone, make sure that the uh, the scores are right. Um, and then, you know, moving forward, watch the Mac. The Mac is good. The Mac is is entertaining football. It's not like there's there's no national implications at all. It's just vibes. It's just conference title race. There are, like Ryan said, five or six teams that are legitimately still involved. I think that, that Kent State's probably my favorite right now. Um, but it just played a really good game with NIU. We're, we're on a crash course for that being the the championship game as well but there's a lot of stuff still going on in here there's still a lot of moving pieces and i don't trust any of these teams enough to think that there won't be more changes in the the order before the end of the season and you know what if the games aren't that good it's not our problem we don't yeah. don't blame us it's also it's, uh, a, it's a tuesday night what else are you doing it's, it's, if, yeah. you're, if you're watching the Mac it's on a Wednesday, Wednesday night, well, they, they play on Tuesday night too. That's what I'm, the, if you're watching the Mac, you're not doing it on a Saturday. You're not, you know, substituting out Alabama shitting and farting in its, in its pants all day for this, right? <laughs> you're, you're watching this. It's, it's its own thing. It's either this or you watch the fucking NBA and nobody should do that. Don't watch the NBA. Watch the Mac. The Mac Come is on. better. Come on. NBA no sucks. NBA is terrible. Awful sport. There's no need for that kind of behavior. <laughs> um, look, do you want to get to the rest of the uh, the rest of the week? Absolutely. Oh, by the way, hold on. The NBA is terrible. Excuse me. Excuse me. I finally got to see uh, someone. In this case, the guy is uh, a Serbian uh, fat boy named Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Uh, just fully dump on Markeith Morris, mm-hmm. who has been annoying for you know almost 12 years now. I think. Yeah. Between whenever he was playing at Kansas and the NBA, it's just been an annoyance to everyone in basketball for like over a decade. And uh, it's now twice in the span of about a year that a an actual tough guy has just knocked his ass in the ground. He's done nothing about it. Yeah, uh, Boogie Cousins did it uh, during the bubble season, uh, and it's funny every time. It never stops being funny. It's yeah. cool. Well, that I mean, just at that point, I think that we need to just wait five years from now when both of the Morris brothers are broken in the UFC, um, and then which is cool, yeah, also. Yeah, and then we can enjoy this ten <laughs> times a year. You know, they get to do a boxing match against a football player who's you know five years from death, and and like that's very good, and we like that they keep doing that, um, and we are looking forward to that. But it does not mean that you have to watch the Nuggets play or anything. Just just watch. Watch the Mac. Stare at a you know stare at a blank wall. Make some soup. Uh, go adopt an animal. Don't watch the NBA. It's it's it is the lowest common denominator sport. It's awful, awful sport. No good. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to go out for the rest of the week? No, Mac only. This is the oh. Mac. This is the oh. Mac show. This is the return of the Mac show. <laughs> yeah, sure. Thursday night, North Carolina at Pitt. Ryan, you're you're gonna be in attendance at this one, right? That's right, dude. I am currently looking at tickets right now, and it seems like I can get like five rows away from the field at like the forty yard line for like thirty two bucks. Let's go! Uh, <laughs> so, Let's go. Hell yeah! You, you might you might catch me in the club level, Patrick. Let's go. I might, yeah. We're gonna see. I might be getting box seats for this game. Oh my god! If you're a if you're a flipping the field Air Force member, make sure you have this one on because you will see Ryan about twelve de- twelve beers deep in the you know the fifth row of the uh, of the stands, completely shirtless with his. You know, it's chest painted. <laughs> Pat Narduzzi I don't, on there. I don't know if my car can make it five rows in or 12 rows in before they stop it. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I think this is going to be fun, at least, if nothing else. We just saw a game that I think is, is pretty much identical to what this will be in, in Wake Forest, North Carolina. This is, this is one that goes for 100 combined minimum. Like, this is going to be one that is just insanely high scoring and, and fun to watch and basically like eating potato chips but in the form of a football game i'm i'm thrilled i'm excited about this game especially that it's on a thursday night and so i don't have to feel bad about watching it you know feel like i'm missing a better game yeah no you're definitely not missing better games uh because i don't believe you're missing any game <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this, this um, is this is gonna be fun i'm 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 100 sure that Pitt is gonna lose this game but i am still gonna enjoy watching mm-hmm. it well, hey, over under 780 combined passing yards this game. Over. Easy. Easily over. They might each quarter might each quarterback might do that 
like on his own. Uh, the 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 bet that I am interested in here is: Does Pat Narduzzi punch Mac Brown at midfield after Mac Brown, you know, beats him and 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 uh, absorbs his his soul points? What is uh probably yes, but I, I am curious to see what is Pitt's record currently. What's the worst they can finish? They're seven and two. Oh, they right can now. still go seven and five. Yeah. Yeah, and you know oh, that man. you know that that's the goal for for Narduzzi. So I I think that like if but, he finds a way to still go seven dude. and five this year, including a home loss to a MAC team, that is so fucking fun. <laughs> last three, it almost has to happen. Last three games here: North Carolina at home, Virginia at home, at Syracuse. I think he could totally lose oh, those boy. games. I think he could absolutely oh, he could make do that. that. Happen. Would he get fired? I, I think so. I kind of feel like he would. Like I think if you just go seven and five in the normal way, then he wouldn't get fired. But if you go seven and five and you lose four of your last five after being a playoff contender in week seven or eight or whatever it was, um, I think you almost have to fire him. Like like Kenny Pickett falls off a cliff. You know they're just not good anymore. Um, I I think you would. I think you would have cause to fire him. I think you could get out I, of the buyout. I'm out officially if he does predicting that. that if Pitt if Pitt loses. This Thursday night with me in attendance, uh, Pat Narduzzi will be going seven and five, and he will get fired. God, that would that be so funny. Take. That's what I'm rooting for now. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh man! Uh, uh, Friday night, Cincinnati at USF, six p.m. on ESPN two. Also, you got Wyoming at Boise State, nine p.m. on FS one. Um, two kind of, I think, check in on games. Cincinnati really 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 needs to actually do something here at some point like just you know blow out a bad team like they should be doing and and not not that we will jump off the Cincinnati train we are we are firmly glued to that but guys come on mm-hmm. it's USF it's Jeff Scott come on let's let's maybe get going here a little bit um Mike Dren- Mike Denbrock the offensive coordinator out there is officially and fully on notice um if he if he fucks this up for us it's over for him but like this is <laughs> come on guys it's USF let's 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 score some points here let's put on a show while everybody's watching the the other game I'm yeah, legitimately yeah. curious well, because- I want to say USF's average differential so far is let's see here let's uh let's fire up the old calculator I don't real quick. I uh, don't imagine that it's favorable <laughs> Uh, on average they have scored 24 points and allowed let's see uh, allowed 34 points averaging a 10 point loss great uh, which includes you know games against like fucking Temple and Tulsa and ECU in the schedule I love that you had to break Uh, out the, the, the advanced math for that (laughs) <laughs> what you think I'm? <laughs> think I'm gonna be doing this by hand? Thirty-four point three minus twenty-four point eight. Ryan's breaking out the calculator. <laughs> I'm breaking out the calculator, jackass. For how many points or points overall end up in the per game averages? Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, this is the, the everybody talk about the saccharine break. Everybody always says that this is college football's marriage of numbers and words, and this is why. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean Cincinnati should should beat that ass. Like it really, really, really should beat that ass. And I don't, I don't know if. It's By the way, catching to... the uh, catching the drive time radio kickoff is uh, is itself a look for the Bearcats. Very very mean of ESPN to do that. What else is ESPN doing on a Friday night? Ugh. Um, uh, probably basketball, right? Yeah, disgusting. Once again, the the scourge of of this podcast is the NBA. Um, Friday, late Friday night, Wyoming at Boise State. As mentioned, I am curious here in Boise State, which just bounced back in a in a pretty significant way against Fresno State. Um, I just did a film study on that that Boise State defense, and I'm going to tell you, it's when it's going, it's really really fun to watch. But it it does have that exact same thing that Oregon's defense had last year, where when it's good, it's insanely good, and when it's bad, it's completely unwatchable. Like, and, and there's no mm-hmm. way of knowing which one is going to show up because the whole thing is built around like pure aggression and you know playing a bunch of uh, a bunch of looks that can you know yield an 80 yard touchdown at any time, but could also get you a you know a 15 yard tackle behind the line of scrimmage. But I I really liked watching Boise State against Fresno. Wyoming's offense is certainly not Fresno's. I think Boise State should and will win. Uh, but I am curious just 
like which Boise shows up because there's a there's a decent chance that it does blow this just because this team has been so wildly inconsistent this season. Yeah, and I mean, also, I want to point out here, Boise State wins out and Utah State slips up on the road at San Jose State or home against Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, Boise State, despite having a terrible season, is right back in it for a conference title. Yeah. yeah um, I believe- they are like one Utah yeah, yeah. If Utah State loses and Boise State wins out, Boise State is in the the conference title game. Well, no, there, there's a three way tie potential, right? I, I think it's a little more complicated than that because uh, Air oh, Force yeah, beat suppose, Boise, yeah. Boise beat Utah State, Utah State beat Air Force. Yeah. So if Air, if, if Utah State drops one and Air, Air Force and Boise both went out, uh, then you have a three way tie, and I would have to go into. The Mountain West tiebreakers figure that out. I don't know who really yeah. cares that much, but uh, <laughs> I would be I would be I'd be surprised if if either Air Force or Boise State wins out, or if Utah State slips up. Um, Boise State does. Yeah, still I think have, Utah State's going to like win out and go like ten yeah. and two this year, which yeah. is an awesome season. And, but, and uh, Boise does there's, still there's Boise still does still have a road trip to San Diego State, and Air Force still has to go yeah. to Nevada. Like that, it's it's unlikely, but I do think that when Boise is at its best, it's really fun to watch and and also very good as we saw last week mm-hmm. all right let's get into saturday games sure uh, let's start off with the uh the noon kicks as always actually no let's start off with the late game. Uh, <laughs> uh at noon uh, the staple beer we've got oklahoma's first loss of the season oklahoma that's baylor, right. noon on fox now that baylor has successfully managed to lose its second game uh that means they are now ready to play spoiler there's no stakes in the line anymore they're not actually have to win anything yeah they're ready to just play spoiler and ruin oklahoma's year um, go Bears! Yeah, go Bears! Absolutely. Um, this is like the num- this is like the number yeah. one interest of the week. I think for for us is that Oklahoma really uh, meets its its uh, meets its maker and and, and has its comeuppance. <laughs> I do think, and we're not going to talk about the playoff rankings because they're stupid and useless beyond this. But I do think it is very funny that the one thing the college football playoff committee has gotten right thus far, outside of like Georgia number one, is that Oklahoma sucks shit. Like they are just completely. Con- convinced that Oklahoma is terrible, which is correct. Oklahoma is terrible. Um, and it, it's it's very funny to see a, uh, uh, you know, a group like that that is so usually based around like which team is the most is, you know, makes the most money and Oklahoma is certainly high on that list. Um, and even even there, like, no, these guys are terrible. <laughs> these guys are not any good. Uh, I, I enjoy yeah, that a lot. Uh, I, Oklahoma is basically Coastal Carolina. They just haven't had to play a team as good as App State yet. We're hearing more and more that Oklahoma is basically Coastal Carolina in all ways. It, culturally, <laughs> sort of in terms of talent level, the head, the head coach being a coward in big games. Um, yeah, we're, we're hearing actually that, that the, the Pokemon evolution is Oklahoma to Coastal Carolina to Ohio. Ohio State. They're all the same team. Uh, it's let's just say, a, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Let's, let's pump those brakes a little bit there, pal. Oh, man. We're, we're the, the Jamie Chadwell to Ryan Day uh, pipeline is is stronger and stronger with each passing day. Um, yeah, I think Oklahoma's going to lose here. I, I, not as a bit. Like, as an actual, I think Oklahoma's going to lose. Baylor is a better football team than Oklahoma is. Oklahoma can't play defense or offense very well and and Baylor is better at doing both of them. I think Oklahoma <laughs> I think Oklahoma loses here by a couple scores. I can't tell if I've thought this just because I want it to happen or if I actually believe it, but I actually do also think Baylor's going to win these straight guys, up. These guys um, stink. Like they almost lost to Kansas a couple weeks ago. I, they're not good. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I, bet, I, <laughs> I don't know. Baylor just still doesn't have like talent they just they don't really have dudes yeah that's their yeah. problem i'm just i'm not convinced there are any dudes in the roster really so like are, are they better coached yes have they performed better most of the season yes they face better competition yes do they not have Lincoln Riley as their coach yes are they going they to win have a freshman yes. As a quarterback yes <laughs> i think so i think so but maybe dude maybe is all i'm saying yeah. uh <laughs> the uh the one your buddy says is good but he's probably lying it sucks we've got michigan at penn state noon abc um I hope it's good, but I think it's probably going to suck. Yeah, uh, I, this is like also the 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 really the testing point this week for the Penn State fan base's claims that we aren't actually that bad. Sean Clifford was just hurt. Yeah, uh, versus <laughs> you know uh, Jim Harbaugh trying to lose every big game he plays in. Sure, um, it, it's a really it's it's the <laughs> unstoppable uh, force versus immovable object. Yeah, coach that loses this game is going to USC. That's the agreement that they make coming in. Um, <laughs> could you imagine USC Jim Harbaugh? 
No, he would I hate certainly that. Could not. He would fucking hate that. He would rather I die. I was texting you. I was texting you about this last night, but it's just blowing my mind that like no one is trying to float Kalani Sataki to USC. It makes so much sense. Yeah. What do you think about Kalani Sataki to Michigan after Jim Harbaugh goes hmm. to USC? Uh, I don't think the folks up there would do too well with that. I don't think he's a well, Michigan man, I think you, everyone knows what I mean by that. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they have a certain kind of guy they want to hire. It's not Kalani Sataki. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> very good as, a, as an Ohio State fan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> calling Michigan racist as an Ohio State fan is, is the move. Guy yeah, from, those fucking, guy from like, those fucking hicks up there in Michigan. <laughs> guy, from, guy from like Newark who is like, those Michigan fans are so unaccepting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bit guy, uh, guy who grew up in like Van Wert, Ohio <laughs> St. Clairsville native just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's good I like that yeah, got- I know, anyway I don't know Kalani Saki uh, is, is actually like, I mean he is a coach who should never leave the west he's like I don't know like Chris Peterson like yeah. just never leave that region to coach but uh, he should be coaching at USC where he would probably win a national championship yeah, I, I can, and we, we talked about this as uh, offline, but I, I can understand why if you went to the school and like he is Mormon, he played at BYU, he was, you know, he's about to be the head coach of a Big 12 team and the Big 12 is going to mean a different thing when they go up, but it is still the Big 12. Um, I can understand where he's coming from, but I, I do also think like USC is USC, is USC, right. especially in the current Pac-12 and it feels like somebody probably should do something there and I don't I don't know why they aren't right and that's that's been the question for years and years now um <clears throat> I th- yeah I mean haven't we just seen the thing of like really good uh like young like hot western coach right? like the hot name out west right yeah. uh, who just like standards on a modern wouldn't leave that's just like David Shaw and David Shaw's about to get fired because of it in a year or two sure like David Shaw is gonna <laughs> get canned in Stanford because he would never leave for greener pastures to take a good go- a good job. And eventually, like, the quality of your school. You know, BYU is a better job than Stanford. But eventually, yeah. it catches up to you, right? And I think at a certain point, it's hard to keep the less talented teams winning over more talented teams thing going for, like, you know, two decades. Sure. Like, at a certain point, you kind of got to find a new gig. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious if that is for some coaches, like if David Shaw, you know, once it is done at Stanford, because I don't think they're going to fire him. But but once it is, you know, once his time is done there and it seems to be coming up or like if 20 years from now we're saying the same thing about Kalani Tsutake or 15 or 10 years, whatever it is. I do wonder if like maybe they're just wired differently and, you know, it comes to an end and that stinks, but also they got to coach at their alma mater and had a really good time doing it in, in Satake's case and, you know, 15 years is, is plenty long or whatever it is. I, I am... I do wonder if there's there's a different end game for some of these guys than there are for like people on the outside, you know, like us people on the outside looking in who are experienced with coaching as like the NCAA football video games. I I do wonder if like you know, you just retire at BYU and maybe you don't go out super strong but you do still go out. I I wonder if that's a, an appealing fate for for someone like Satake. Yeah, I guess you have to ask Scott Frost. I don't know. Uh, sure. <laughs> well, but, uh, hey, listen, Scott Frost uh, is safe for another year, baby. He's he's a uh, he's yeah. rolling, and he's going to have a spectacular three and nine team like next season. They're going to be the best three and uh-huh. nine team of all time. Um, I do just on this game on this game real quick. I do think that the Big Ten East is about to descend into complete chaos. I I think that Penn State is going to be the chaos team, but I think that the entire division is just going to. Uh, essentially cannibalize itself because I have not... What do you mean, like the race for second place or what? No, I mean, like I've watched Ohio State play this season and I I don't think... Come on. I don't don't really see it with this team in any meaningful way. Yeah, I I don't see it either. I'm supposed to see it with what? Michigan State or Michigan or Purdue? Come on. I mean, like, like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't see it with them either. It hasn't stopped them before. That's... uh, Ohio State is not exactly... We're going to get to the... Hang on. we we got a few minutes to get to this game. Let's dive in. Let's let's wait a little bit. Let's talk about... I think I think we didn't talk about the game at all. Yeah, I think Penn State. I think Penn State's (laughs) going to win, and then I think it might also beat Michigan State. And I think that Ohio State's going to lose one of its last three, and that the Big Ten East is going to completely cannibalize itself. Essentially, that's my that's my theory. This is what that that's what this Penn State team feels like to me. Where it's you know it ends at eight and four, but it's the funniest possible way to get to eight and four. 
I think James Franklin and the Penn State program are essentially just like a richer man's version of this year's Nebraska with Scott Frost. Sure. Uh, and just the sense like they're going to go like seven and five, be like, but it's a really good seven and five. They're, they're, losing yeah, close. they're in the much easier of the two divisions. And so they're able to go seven yeah. and five rather than three and nine. Right. And in the sense, they also, uh, you know, they're going to lose it. And they both teams lost to Illinois. It's in the sense that they're the Classic. same teams. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They're, they're, they're spiritually, they're, they're Eskimo brothers for getting killed by Illinois. It's cool that Penn State and Pitt are both going to go seven and five and, <laughs> I don't know. I hope Temple wins out to go like six and six or something. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say right now, th- that view does not. No, I, know, I, yeah, I, that, I am not reflected in that view. I hope Temple loses every game that it plays until it fires Rod Carey. <laughs> I don't know. I think Villanova is the best football team in state of Pennsylvania. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Division one ranks mm-hmm. uh, in any rank. All right. High, uh-huh. high school to pro. <laughs> um, all right. Go birds. Yeah, that's right. What's next? Uh, the weird beers you try, the 5% chance they're actually good. We've got a smattering here of games that probably won't be good, but just maybe. Yeah. Uh, Some might call them weird Mar- beers. Mm-hmm. 5% chance. Mississippi even. State at Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> at noon on ESPN. Uh, we've got UCF at SMU at noon on ESPNU. We've got Syracuse at Louisville at noon on ESPN3. Hey, Scott Satterfield, don't lose this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Northwestern at Wisconsin at uh, noon on ESPN2. And really the crown jewel of this window is Rutgers at Indiana uh, at noon on BTN. Uh, the one where Greg Schiano takes Tom Allen to the Woodhouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one I'm... The, Woodshed is the phrase. That's right. Yeah, the Woodhouse. Uh, the, the famous Woodhouse <laughs> that we all have. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> she's a wood house <laughs> um the one that i'm most interested in here is probably the one at the top the mississippi state auburn i'm i'm interested to see what bo nicks can do against a really shitty mississippi state defense uh, not as shitty as it probably would be if if it wasn't for you know zach garnett but i think i do still think that auburn can get its points here i think this is going to be high scoring in general and I'm i'm intrigued by that i also think that ucf smu has the chance to either be way too close or an absolute blowout. I think that SMU might win that game by... It's it's either going to be 50 or 3. There's no in-between there. SMU's either going to kick the shit out of them or is going to be scared to death and taken down to the wire. Yeah, um, I think, as has been said other places, that Sonny Dykes basically just took his eye off the ball. Yeah. Uh, and he has a clone this season. I don't know. Like he just is not paying attention whatsoever to SMU anymore. And he's yep. just thinking about other jobs and he should probably sign that extension because he's not getting a better job at SMU. Sure. This off season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm interested in Syracuse Louisville actually. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of a compelling game. Um, I think that, like I said, uh, Scott Satchel better not lose. And on the other hand, if, you know, Babers wins, it's a really, really good year for him. Yeah, uh, with the chance to still be pit at home. Uh, is that bowl weeks. eligibility if he wins here? It is. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Five that's and right four. there. Five and four. Um, Louisville needs this game, I believe, to have a chance to get bowl eligible. Jesus. Uh, maybe yeah. not. I don't know. They they're, close they're, at Duke in versus Kentucky. Okay, so yeah, they they could still get Duke, but I don't know if they would beat Kentucky. This, I, I, I would, anyone could beat Kentucky. Yeah, I would recommend winning this game if I <laughs> if I was Louisville. I, I think it's advisable to win. Yeah, but I mean, Kentucky almost lost at home to Tennessee Chattanooga. Sure, uh, <laughs> and almost lost at home, even more embarrassingly to Florida. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I would suggest <laughs> everyone just start winning some games here. Um, um, I don't couldn't be my team. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, I, I I think that this is a good this is a good early window in general. You've got you've got two. Dude, bank- this is a good day of games. Yeah, overall. you've got you've good got week, good weekend. Two interesting games, two games that I think are, are important and, and you know, could end up being very good. And then you've got some some supplementals that, that could be kind of interesting. Saturday afternoon, I think it's not good, I would say. I think that the evening is more where your your bread will be buttered here. Uh, the 3.30 slate. There's the not... afternoon is the worst window for sure, yeah. but it still has some content that's going to be worth watching. Yeah, Stable Beer, Purdue at Ohio State, 3.30 on ABC. Um, it's not in... West Lafayette, so I would be stunned if Ohio State loses this game. But I am curious to see if Ohio State can can you know do things like run the football with its all five star offensive line and, and running back, or uh, throw the ball down the field successfully to the three best wide receivers in America, or 
really mm-hmm. anything of the sort. You know, get David Bell off the field ever at any time. Uh, Maybe a, figure out an offensive line uh, group by November could yeah. be good. Uh, you no, know, Ryan, didn't mid November have one figured out? Ryan, yeah. don't you know? Uh, they don't actually want to do that. They're perfectly happy having a six man rotation on the offensive line. That thing that every team loves to do, the normal thing to do. Every team loves to do that. It's always it's advisable. Most coaches <laughs> say it's smart. Um, it's just uh, like starting four tackles or playing quote your best 11 on defense uh that ufo package we all have to talk about it's Mm. a real thing that defense is definitely used it's a real thing Um, that they're all doing yeah and will muschamp's about to coach it um anyway uh uh, i don't know i mean i think ohio state's gonna win i don't think Purdue's actually like very good uh but I, i do you know it's ohio state Purdue, so anything is possible <laughs> i sure. think david bell might just go for 200 yards but i, I don't know will that matter like can, can <laughs> david bell's gone for 200 yards quite a few times and they've uh only broken like 20 some points like twice this year yeah um so i don't know i mean like i, I think it's something like ohio state ends like gets the offense kind of right throws all day and it's like 49 24 stuff like that seems reasonable yeah I'm curious because I think that Purdue's run stopping ability will be pretty good here I I, I don't think it's going to be especially hard to stop this Ohio State rushing attack until they fix the offensive line which they're not going to do um but bench there Munford sorry something to think about um but I, I think that like George George Karloftis obviously is very good, and I think he's a lot better in run support than people realize. I like this Purdue front seven in general. I'm curious about that. I am also curious on the David Bell front. Um, Denzel Burke is going to be very good at Ohio State out at cornerback. The young man has been absolutely toasted by every good receiver he's played this season. Uh, Jahan Dotson was open for the entire game, even on plays that weren't passes he was open. Like Denzel Burke was not even in the same vicinity as Jahan Dotson for much of that game, Uh, and I would guess that he's going to draw the David Bell assignment here. I don't think Ohio State is especially well-suited to handle the number one receiver, but like you said, I don't know how much that's going to matter because... Ohio State should, in theory, be able to score here, but I, I don't love some of these matchups for for Ohio State, which is just to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean it's a valid point. Uh, I just do think that I don't know. I mean, like David Bell is really fucking good. I'm yeah. no one's denying that. Me, least of all. I've been a David Bell guy since he was in his like, junior year of high school. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do think that it's just like what else can Purdue do? Like I don't think they can get after CJ Stroud at all. Yeah. Um, although. I don't know. I mean, again, like if Greg Sujaw was your own line coach, literally anything can happen any week. Like you might just forget how to play football in November. You might just sure. rotate nine guys in. You might start, uh, you know, you might automatically name uh, the like Led Zeppelin knockoff uh, center, you know, guard you have as your full time center, despite him not playing in spring camp at all yeah. uh, and not making a competition and then bench your like all big 10 caliber guard or result and play four tackles instead. Anything can happen. You might not be able to run against the brass. Like, you can do anything any week. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we'll see if Ryan day is just going to turn into like late stage urban Meyer or Lincoln Riley against Kansas state. He'll lose this game. Uh, but he, like I said, he's 5% better. So he'll probably just like make it a really close game, uh, piss everybody off and uh, still win. Yeah. Uh, in the most annoying way possible. Then he'll, He'll do what he did last year, which is just save you know all of the good plays for one team, really scheme up the semifinal team and impress everybody, and then get his shit kicked in in the national championship uh, and quit in the second quarter like a little baby. I'm sure that's what he's planning to do this again this year. So God, I'm looking forward to you know finding out that well, who gives a fuck. Whatever, I'm done. I'm he's he's so it. he's so cool. I I, uh, I I love that he has done this specifically to attack you. I, I think it's uh, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm so tired. Whatever. <laughs> Ohio State hired uh, Ohio State hired the exact coach that would piss you off. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the thing is, like, he was just supposed to be the guy. He was like, okay, do the things that Urban Meyer is doing, except don't run the quarterback as much and don't hire dog shit assistants. Mm-hmm. But he just kept like half. Of, he only got rid of half of the bad Meyer assistants. Yeah, we got to get rid of the rest of them. We got to ship them out of here. Um, you know, we got to get the st- get all the seventy year old guys out of the program and bring in younger ones. You're hearing uh, it here first. Uh, Ohio State has to get rid of the biggest issue in the program: uh, defensive line coach Larry Johnson. You've, you've heard it here first from <laughs> he from the say, words of, of Ryan Donnelly. 
I, I'm going around to like the old, I mean, I don't know. The, the, the young coaches suck too. I, I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah. They just, you know, it's a mediocre coaching staff. He hires mediocre coaches because he doesn't like to do interviews because he thinks it's like too hard to go on indeed.com or whatever to interview people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he just hires the nearest available intern. Uh, like he's, I don't know. Fuck. It sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. The one you're I don't bu- like Ryan Day very much. That's right. The one your buddy says is good, but he's probably lying and it sucks. Georgia at Tennessee, three thirty on CBS. Um, I am not going to get my hopes up here. I think that Georgia is going to just do the same thing to Tennessee that it does to everybody else. It's going to like some sort of digestive system slowly dissolve Tennessee over the span of sixty minutes with you know fucking Stetson Bennett at quarterback, and it'll end like. 34 to 10 and it'll never be close even a little bit uh yeah i mean i don't know i think that i guess the argument here is like stetson bennett has not had a stetson bennett game all season yeah. the question is like does that mean he's actually good now or is it just not happened yet and i don't know if josh heupel decides he wants to play football in this game and not quit uh you know in a one score game or whatever uh maybe it comes down to that i don't know it's possible um probably not but, <laughs> I mean, Tennessee is capable of scoring twice, right? Kentucky did it. Jesus. Uh, Kentucky scored twice. Auburn scored twice. Sure. Tennessee can probably score twice. If Stetson Bennett absolutely shits the bed, maybe it's a football game. That probably won't happen, but I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's all fair. Um, weird beers, 5% chance, you know the drill. Minnesota at Iowa, UAB at Marshall, Miami at FSU and Maryland at Michigan State. The one that my eye immediately goes to is, of course, UAB at Marshall. Um, CUSA kicks ass. It's a good game. Yeah, CUSA is, yeah. is a lot of fun this year. I'm, I'm really enjoying watching the CUSA. Um, UAB needs some help to win the West because UTSA keeps winning. No, they don't. Um, they they, uh, they still play UTSA. If they if they win out, they uh, they win the West. Okay, yeah. Fair. Right? No, they already, they already lost to UTSA. Yeah, yeah. No, they haven't. What? You're, you're, no, they haven't played them. They haven't played them. Okay. No, you, UAB, if UAB wins out, they win. Yeah, the yeah. Um, okay, yeah, sure. So so if UAB wins out, they will win the West. I don't think they're going to win against UTSA, but I, I've been wrong before. Um, the, the, I think, more interesting thing here is Marshall, um, which has sort of bounced back into full-on good territory as of late um i i am i'm curious to see how how much that is is how much of that is accurate because those those full-on good games are against north texas fiu and fau fau is the best of the bunch the other two are dog shit but you've Mm -hmm. got sort of a it was a three-team race it's kind of down to two between marshall and western kentucky they play in the last game of the season for the east um, losing here obviously would would change that calculus a little bit. A little bit. I think Marshall's yeah, yeah. going to win. I, I think that Marshall's going to win, which is I think why I thought UAB would need help. Um, but I, I think Marshall's better. I think Marshall is just a, a full on better team. The passing attack has been fantastic this season with uh, with Grant Wells. Defense seems to be taking a step in the right direction. I think that losing Brad Lambert really really hurt them. Um, but they they're kind of coming back into their own and figuring out, oh, hey, we have the best you know talent in the league defensively. I think Marshall wins this game, but this is the exact kind of matchup that UAB is just going to make really ugly and messy, and Marshall's really going to have to try and work for it, essentially, and I'm curious to I see I think if Marshall's okay that. playing that game, though, right? Like they're, they're, they're happy playing ugly, for sure. They should um, be. They should be. I'm not sure if they are. Yeah, I guess we're gonna find out. I don't know. I'm still. I think back to their game against App State and how solid they played in that game. I just keep coming back to that. that I think they're kind of like a team that rises to big opponents, and I'm, and I'm curious to yeah. watch this game yeah. for sure. I, but if I, they do lose, it, it is a really exciting like three or four team race still in the East. Like Charlotte, FAU, Western Kentucky, and Marshall would all be in this. Yeah. Uh, if Marshall, if Marshall loses. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Hell, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested in this one. I'd say more so than I am any of the other any of the other three thirty ones. I think this is the best game of the bunch. Obviously, it's not as impactful for the national conversation, but the national conversation fucking sucks. So just watch this; it's better. Hmm. Um. What else do we have? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if any of these other weird beers really interest me. Is there anything grabbing you here? Oh, uh, I mean, if Miami at uh, Florida State, if someone loses, then. 
I would assume, I would assume <laughs> someone will lose the game, but it, it'll be well, interesting. Well, obviously someone will lose, but whoever <laughs> loses is probably getting fired. I don't know. Like, are, are both schools too broke to fire their coach? Yes. What's the situation here? Yes. It seems That's like, crazy. It, it seems like both schools are too broke to fire their coach. I am interested because I, I had this, this thought a little while ago, and I, I, I'm trying to find the uh, – the Miami schedule so I can see if this is, is accurate. Miami could still be bowl eligible, right? If they win this game and then, or uh, Florida state rather could still Dude, be bowl both eligible. teams could. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Florida state might do it. Looking at the final three games here, Miami at home at Boston college at Florida. That doesn't scream impossible to me, especially with the rushing attack being as good as it is at times. I'm kind of rooting. Hang on. Let me check if this is possible real quick. Um, Oh, yeah, it's possible. We are in range for all three of the big three in Florida to go six and six. And that's what I'm rooting for now. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what we, so we have to root for uh, Florida to beat Sanford and Kazoo but lose the Florida State. Okay. Uh, Florida State has to beat uh, Miami, Boston College, and Florida. Sure. Uh, Miami has to lose this game, lose to Virginia Tech, and beat Duke. That doesn't, is, or just split, go one and one with Virginia Tech and Duke. None of that sounds impossible to me. No, it's really not at all. God. It's actually the perfect crime. I think we could even get, if we try really hard, I think we could even get UCF to 6-6. Six and six, And then we're really cooking. <laughs> We've got every team in Florida is exactly even. Um, yeah, UCF ends the season. Okay, maybe not. Never mind. Um, ignore that. Don't don't pay any attention to that. Cut that from the podcast. <laughs> they got UConn and USF left. So maybe not. Well, I don't know. Gus falls on as the coach. Um, I believe in Gus Malzahn's ability to go six and six. I'm confident that he can do it. That's right. Okay. Uh, What else? What else? I I don't know. Maryland, Michigan State. No. uh, Talia will end up throwing three interceptions that he wants to do. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, Iowa, maybe one of the ugliest games this season. I will gleefully watch this during Ohio State commercials. Yeah. Unless the Georgia game is close. Uh, I can't wait. Hopefully. I hope that game is just awful. Um, <laughs> that's all I've got for the afternoons or the bunch of the evenings. Sure, yeah. Watch UAB Marshall. That's the that's the recommendation here. Saturday evening, staple mm-hmm. beer, NC State at Wake Forest. This has been a, a, a you know a, a fan favorite here on this show for weeks now. We have been looking forward to this one. Some of the heat has admittedly come off of it, given that both of these teams have eaten shit multiple times since we first became excited about this, to the point where it's on the fucking ACC network. But I do still think that this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, um, I can't believe it's on ACC Network. I mean, they're not like huge brands or anything like that, but looking at like what, you know, yeah, no, I don't know. I guess ESPN has some pretty big games. Notre, but, Dame, I mean, Notre Dame at Virginia on ABC rather than this is completely insane to me. They're both ACC. They're both at uh, ACC People are going to watch Notre Dame, though. People are going to watch Notre Dame. They're not going to watch. And also, I think like, every time that uh, ESPN gets the chance to put Notre Dame on its network instead of NBC, they try to. Sure. Um I, I just like man, but people are gonna watch whatever you put on ABC. That's that's that's. I think if it's on ABC, people will watch it, and it's just it's always disappointing to see. And I I understand why they do this, but to see ESPN and ABC pass up actually interesting games for you know larger brands, it's 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 a frustrating way of of doing things. I'm not a numbers guy. I, it's not really my domain. Okay, uh, <laughs> not not my job. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think if Wake wins this game. Uh, they have newly clinched the coastal or the Atlantic or the Atlantic. I would think um, so. That sounds right. I think they still have to play Clemson. They, they still have to play Clemson. Well, then yeah, they've clinched. Uh, fair enough. Just have to beat Clemson. Um, yeah, not that hard. Beat, they have to beat one of Clemson or Boston College to uh, clinch. So yeah, all that safe. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, what, <laughs> what else here? Uh, that's a pretty big game. That's a massive game. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That, that's like the, the divisions on the line, the conference on the line. Um, that's what I'm going to have on. The winner The winner earns the right to go play an 8-4 and four Virginia team uh, after it beats Pitt. Awesome. Uh, pretty big stakes. Yeah. yeah. Huge <laughs> stakes. Uh, one of your buddies says is good, but he's probably lying and it sucks. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Let's look at this now. I'm realizing. We, we talked about the scenario with every Florida team going 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. There's also a scenario at play here 
uh, where despite everything that's happened in the ACC this year, we still get Clemson, Miami uh, in the conference championship game. <laughs> and then we, we follow that up immediately with the Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma playoff. That, that you know, the, the, night, the nightmare it. situation. <laughs> Clemson, it's looking very possible. Clemson averaging 15 points per game wins the ACC. That's right. Good God. I, I Is it still possible? I believe that it is, unless something has changed like in the uh, d- during the last week that I didn't realize. Can't Virginia Tech still win the ACC, too? Um, I gotta, let me check the math. Because I, I think our, I think friend yes, of the show, Alan know, Saunders I was, I think, I think friend of the show, Alan Saunders was saying that if they win out, they could still, there's a chance they could still win the, uh, the league, which would just be hilarious. I think if, if Pitt wins this week, it is, uh, impossible. Yeah. Well, good, good news. So, if, <laughs> yeah, they need, they need to win out and they need a, a fair amount of help still. Yeah, but that uh, but would yeah, just be possible. that would be fantastic. Like a seven and five or, or whatever it would be. Virginia Tech winning the ACC and then firing uh, <laughs> firing Fuente. Well, actually, they don't even need that much help. Yeah. Uh, oh fuck! Yeah, if they <laughs> if they went out, they just need Pitt to lose twice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they would totally, they would totally fire Fuente after going to the ACC championship game. That's really funny. Oh my yeah, God. a seven and five Virginia Tech wins the conference over a uh, what, like a nine and three Clemson. <laughs> like a, t- a total of seventeen points scored in the game. Yeah, uh, and every coach involved was fired. <laughs> Dabo, Dabo being on the losing end of a firing. Somebody lo- or somebody beats Dabo and gets fired for it. That's pretty funny. <laughs> we love to think about that. Um, all right, moving on to the next the next uh, batch here. Notre Dame at Virginia. We mentioned it uh, a second ago. Should be, I guess, fun, right? I'm, I'm I'm interested in the Virginia offense against the Notre Dame defense. I'm always interested in Kyron Williams. Notre Dame has managed to which is very funny for Notre Dame, completely slide under the radar for the entire season. Like, no one is paying attention to or even thinking about Notre Dame. Uh, deservedly so, because this team is completely uninteresting. But for Cincinnati's sake, I guess we do kind of have to root for Notre Dame here. Uh, it's unfortunate, but we are required to do so by law. Yeah. Um, that's the way it goes. I don't know. If they keep putting it out, I hope Notre Dame finishes like sixth. Yeah. Uh, with just no one even discussing any chance they make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, we love that. Kind of amusing. That's the yeah. that's the ideal situation, you know, scenario for Brian Kelly Notre Dame is to be perpetually the number five or six team that no one even thinks like anything about. Revolt, you know, including the playoff. Like, just who cares? These guys are just perpetually six. They don't need to be anything else. No reason to have them fourth. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's going to be bad. I do think Ole Miss is going to win. I, I, it feels like we are, it feels like we, we are in general giving too much positive talk to Texas A&M, which cannot handle that and will lose because of it. Right. I mean, if A&M does lose, then uh, the SEC is like wrapped up in, in Alabama yeah. is going for the title game. Yeah. Uh, and we'll lose to Georgia. That's but, right. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, that's kind of a bummer. I don't know. I mean, like we got to root for a And M just for the sake of like having a semi-interesting SEC conference title race going into the end of November. Let the record show. I do not have to root for Jimbo Fisher and I will not anytime soon. <laughs> I thought you were conference title pill, dude. I thought you were pill. There is no scenario in which the SEC title is interesting. None, not a single okay. one. George is okay. in it. There's not gonna. There's no. There is you, no okay. universe where the the SEC title game is interesting. You don't want to see a Texas A and M six to three victory over Georgia SEC title game. No, I get it. I mean, I maybe don't. we're built different. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, the weird beers for the evening games. We've got Arizona State of Washington at seven o'clock on FS One. Oh boy, coaching without Jimmy Lake, which. Probably improves their line by yeah. several points. Yeah, watch out, uh, Air Arizona Force, State. Colorado, <laughs> Air Force at Colorado State, seven o'clock. CBS Sports Network. Uh, Air Force before they called on several drone strikes. And Steve Dazio. Yeah, uh, rest in peace, Steve. Uh, and of course, TCU and Oklahoma State uh, at eight o'clock. Uh, 
on Fox. Yeah. Uh, a bad football game. Yeah, we are actually, and we, we all are, it's worth mentioning in this slate, we're certainly looking into and we're very concerned about the the very satanic rituals going on at the Washington Arizona State game. There's a lot of, of, of imagery that I'm very troubled by and you know the, the the symbolism behind a lot of the things that Washington is doing. Um, and uh, I, I don't think you should support this. I think you should block Washington from your Spotify, make sure that you don't you know listen to the rap caviar playlist or anything like that. Um, we just you know we, we want to send a message to Satan that we do not support Washington football at this time. It, it is very funny that, uh, I don't know, a friend of the show, Denny Check, was seeing out uh, the, uh, the Reddit of a screenshot of some guy who said he saw uh, Travis Scott at Bonnaroo and felt like it was deeply satanic vibes in the pit. Yeah. Uh, me and Denny were also in that pit. And as he pointed out, we just like turned around at one point and were like, Hannibal Burst right behind us. We're like, oh, what's up, man? <laughs> it was, in fact, the least satanic thing I've been a part of, which is very, very... Uh, chill uh and taking me i was initially all in on the travis scott is a devil worshiper uh uh-huh. conspiracy theory. i thought it was very funny uh unfortunately after the other eyewitness reports like i personally testify against yeah uh, i have to say it is fake which, which is sad it's honestly sad what do we think about washington head coach travis scott though hmm it would be a big recruiting bump as in they yeah. would land some recruits sure um, they would land a recruit at least right yeah, I, I, had, I mean, pretty bad for Dana Holgerson, I suppose. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think we could get something of a of a uh, like a Donda Academy kind of kind of thing here, where they've got a bunch of four, okay. like four stars who aren't actually good, but they do want to be at the you know the hype beast school. Uh, I think we could get something going with that. I think that we'd be I think we'd be on the right track, and of course they would have the power of of the Dark Lord himself on their side. That's true. That is so true. Yeah, and that's really um, important in college football is to have the, the support <laughs> of of the Prince of Darkness. And, and not necessarily the Prince, right? If you can get like one of like the higher ranked demons, yeah, the disciple. Um, that's huge too, right? Yeah. If you can get payment, um, one of the kings of hell. Like you know that that's a big news for you. Like just watch Predatory. See how yeah. that plays out. Yeah, if you can um, get the, if you can get Hell's associate athletic director responsible for strength and conditioning, then you're in a good spot. That's what Ohio <laughs> State did under Urban Meyer for years. <laughs> that's right that's right um <laughs> the games i don't know air force that shit kicked in last week not really just kind of lost my touchdown in overtime but yeah uh embarrassing to lose that way delightful delightful football game i will say yeah yeah for you for yes. you yeah um, you said earlier you were gonna watch I, iowa minnesota i don't want to hear it <laughs> i i think it'd be funny if tcu uh, one out after firing Gary Patterson. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I'm now rooting for that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that would be that would be great. Especially like, I. It seems like um, Zach Evans isn't playing a whole lot. I, I think that getting rid of mm. Gary Patterson and Zach Evans and then becoming better would be would be very funny. Ewing theory there. I think there's I think there's still a scenario where Iowa State finishes only ahead of Kansas in the in the Big Twelve standings. <laughs> I'm never that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i hate that i hate to think about that <laughs> that is something that's making me very happy to consider and uh i will be rooting for that aggressively <laughs> so we just need texas tech and oklahoma to beat uh, iowa state at home okay and tcu wins uh also at home i don't know it's probably not possible actually but it's it's close it's something uh, to think about for, for sure yeah there should be a bottom four playoff in the Big 12, uh, and the loser uh, has to leave and go join the new CUSA. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, Saturday late, Staple Beer, Nevada at San Diego State. Banger. Certified banger. This is going to kick ass. I am so it's excited for this game. This this rocks. This is probably the best offense in the Mountain West against easily the best defense in the Mountain West. I think San Diego State is going to win, but this has, I believe this is for the the West lead, right? Uh, with, with Fresno State losing last week. Yeah, this is for the West lead. Winner here has the uh, distinct inside track, to, uh, inside track to, to winning the league. I think San Diego State is going to win. I don't really know how good Nevada actually is, but I, I think this is going to kick ass. I think this is going to be a very, very fun football game. I, I will say if Nevada loses, the division's still kind of up in the air a little bit. If yeah. San Diego State uh, I'm sorry, if Nevada wins, it's yes. still a little bit up in the air. Uh, if San Diego State wins, it's pretty much done. Yeah, uh, It's over. 
Yeah. It's over. It's over. I I'm I'm thrilled about this game. I'm I'm going to watch hey, what's cr- I'm going to watch what's every crazy second is of this. Carson Strong is the second best pro prospect in this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you make a good point. Behind San Diego State punter Matt Arango. That's right. Yeah. I am getting close to to selling my stock on the San Diego State puncher cuz I'm seeing too many people who work for the Athletic promote him. Uh and I'm, That's right. I'm getting I'm getting a little wary about that. I, I don't besides know. Besides Bill. Yeah, besides Bill who <laughs> we we do love Bill, but Bill is is in spirit we know he's a he's an FTF head. He's he is not he's not Roger Sherman, Bill, which is which is what we right. <laughs> is what we would like to avoid at this time. Um, um, if you get if you get Stu Mandel pilled, uh, you're like jowls puff out a little more instantly. You lose your jawline immediately. Yeah, uh, and you start talking like four octaves higher, <laughs> and you start looking like uh, a little prince of frozen cheeks. <laughs> just needs to get the uh, Bill Bill is never like a little... <laughs> Bill is never going to come on the show again. <laughs> it's not my fault. Uh, but if you're if you're Stu Mandel, goes like a little human dumpling, it's, yeah. and that's all there is to it. Please, if you if you fear that you or a loved one are Stu Mandel pilled. Please go to a clinic, get checked. <laughs> let your let your past partners know that they should also go and get checked. You don't you want that to, to be spread. dewormed. If you yeah. you, you, we're, we're taking the horse paste. We're all, you know, we're <laughs> we're living in the pod. We're subscribing to the Audible. We're eating the horse paste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, toss that in the intro toss toss that in your intro guys I, I i don't know if they do the thing where they have like people talking about the show at the beginning like some shows do but toss that one in there um the one you're, oh, man. the one your buddy says is good but he's probably lying and it sucks washington state at oregon I kind of think Oregon might lose this game just because it seems like oh, something I'm it seems like totally something Oregon might do, right? Yeah, oh, big time. Big time. Yeah, I think Wazoo might just win the whole damn thing. Let's go. Uh, national championship. <laughs> that's, that's right. All you have to do is fire your coach. TCU proved it. Washington State proved it. It's it's time. Everybody fire your coach if you want to win the national championship. Georgia, do you want to break it? Fire Kirby. It's time. Yeah, I mean, I I do want to point out, by the way, that if they win this game, uh, all they have, first of all, they will have sole possession of first place uh, in the north. Uh, They have a home (laughs) game against Arizona and then a road game against Washington. They also have fired his coach by that point in time. Uh, God, the Pac-12 is so cool. Who's uh, who's running Washington State at the moment? It's impossible Uh, to say. Yeah, Jake Dicker. Sure. It's, It's truly impossible to say. I'm Googling this guy. Hang on. I think he's on the podcast once already. Yeah, we probably um, did. We're going to do it every week. We're going to do the, the, the weekly Googling <laughs> who Washington State's head coach is. He's a uh, 38-year-old uh, guy who most – we definitely looked this up on the podcast before. Sure. Uh, he was a uh, North Dakota State GA at one point. Uh, okay. Worked his way up to South Dakota State co-special teams coach. <laughs> it, was, uh, it took him eight years to get from GA to uh, uh, FCS co-special teams coach. Always a good then sign. He got a job. Yeah. Yep. Got a job as the safeties coach at Wyoming. Great. Uh, so this is a this is a Craig Bowl guy at Wyoming. Okay. Yeah, it's a Craig Bowl guy who was I'm sorry DC for one year, uh, and is now uh, you know now he's the Wazoo head coach, and he should be forever. Yeah, that's right. He should be the yeah the all time Wazoo head coach. Uh, we are both mm-hmm. Rose Bowl and Craig Bowl pilled this uh, this season. <laughs> um, weird beers that you try in the five percent chance that they're actually good. Last one of the day, Utah say Utah just one beer. Utah State at San Jose State. Yeah, well, you don't you don't need any more beers at this point. You're just 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 one more to top you off. Uh, Utah State at San Jose State. I think that like the other Mountain West game here, this is going to kick ass. I think this is going to be very fun. Um, San Jose State's defense has been quietly really good in the last couple weeks or so. Not like San Diego State good, but better than it was, certainly. Um, and Utah State is, is, as we said earlier, on the precipice of going 10-2 and and of being a really good football team and of, of having a really impressive first season under Blake Anderson. This is, I think, the easiest game to, to fuck up in that goal if they do then then suddenly the mountain is very open again but i don't i don't think they're going to i think they're going to win i think they're going to beat wyoming and then new mexico on the road to end the season is not exactly a huge challenge i think utah state's going to get the job done here 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like it. Blake Anderson's a good ass coach, dude. He is, he's yeah. crushing it. Yeah, he he just hires really good coaches, and and you know, that's pretty much their entire strategy, uh, and it it works really well, especially at this level. It's not that hard to do. He has a uh, he has a distinct ideology. He hires to it, and they do a really good job with it. Hmm. Um. That's right. I don't know. That's pretty much all I've got for the week, Patrick. Do you have anything else? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. Make sure you subscribe to uh, to Flipping the Field on on the podcast and the Audible and the Audible. Yeah, as well. Our our sister show. Um. <laughs> make sure you you don't. If you're Bill Landis, don't listen to this one. In retrospect, I <laughs> listen. Make sure you really don't give a fuck about the Sagarin rankings. Um. Make sure you spend a few minutes today on YouTube uh, watching videos of. Uh, UFC fighter Patty the Batty Timblet uh, yeah. talking about fast food yeah. because it is very very funny and uh, that's that's all go Bucks yeah make sure you follow Ryan on Twitter at B1G underscore Ryan uh, DUI underscore Ryan as well I'm at Patrick <laughs> underscore Mayhorn the show is at Field Flipping make sure you uh, DM me and ask for the uh, lasagna res- the uh, lasagna soup recipe that I made tonight it was very good Make sure that you DM Ryan to tell him that you think Jimmy Lake should be the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Make him really mad. Um, <laughs> it's, if you're going to be uh, at the pit game, uh, DM me so I don't tell you where the tailgate is and I avoid you personally. <laughs> Specifically because of you. He's going to look at your profile picture and he's going to decide, is this somebody who I want to hang out with or not? Um, and the, the, you better it, be silent. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, the likelihood of, if you are listening to this show, of Ryan looking at your profile picture and liking what he's seeing is low, unfortunately. <laughs> are, if you're not a BPD bisexual woman going to the pit game, That's don't right. DM me. Yeah, yeah, don't ever DM Ryan if you're not that, but uh, um, all right, yeah, we'll see you guys on uh, on on Sunday or Monday, I guess. We'll 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 figure it out. Who knows? Uh, Ryan, I'll talk to you then. Go Bucks.